Hey, welcome back to the Bishop's Office for some bonus content. When Mark and I caught up about his conversion experience, we, we spent a few minutes just talking about his mission in Vanuatu. Just wanted to share with you um, a few of the experiences that he had because there's uh, a bit of gold in there. Um, I hope you enjoy it. So why don't we switch gears now? I'm keen to hear about um, your mission experience. Well, a year before I left, I started to contact people that could make a decision about whether I could go. I made inquiries with the missionary department. They just said no. And then eventually somebody said, well, actually, if the stars are aligned, we can do this. Now, this is because you're a... A single man now. Single male over the age of 27. Mm -hmm. And so I I met Elder Pearson. I wrote to Elder Pearson, the area president, and told him what my plan was. And then by chance, I met him and we had a great discussion. And he said, uh, I think we can make this work. And uh, I had support. Once I had his support, other people were very enthusiastic, such as uh, Phil Howes, who'd been uh, such a well-regarded stake president, uh, President Court, our current stake president, and so on. And it just so happened that the missionary who baptised me was a friend of President Pearson's, Mm. which I did not know at the time. But I wrote to my friend and I said, this is what I want to do. You got any ideas? And he said, well, as a matter of fact, I'm going to write to my friend, President Pearson, and just tell him that if it were possible, I would be a suitable candidate. Mm. And, of course, he immediately got in touch with me and said, I'm looking at this. Uh, Elder O'Reardon, who was in Area 70, became the the Mm -hmm. go-between with the Area Presidency and whoever it is in Salt Lake that said no all the time. And so that year, I, I fully knew that I would go on a mission, but every indication was to the contrary. So I put in my papers, and in fact, to be a, because it was a service missionary, uh, they don't really care anything about you. They don't want to know about your health, your finances, anything. Mm. You, you are just responsible fully. And I saw President Granger, who I knew was going to be the, or soon to be uh, leaving as the mission president. And I said, you know, if I went there, would you be able, would you be supportive? He said he was. And so all of a sudden, all the stars were starting to align themselves. And I got a call as a, uh, uh, to go to Vanuatu as a missionary to do welfare work. So did you kind of like move to Vanuatu and become a, church service missionary as effectively a local. Is that how it worked? Well, it didn't work that way. But when I got there, the the new area president said, look, you really shouldn't be here. You should go home. Uh, And I said, well, look, I don't want to leave. And so he fortunately just turned a blind eye to it. (laughs) Not not a happy blind eye, by the way. But and, And that was it. I just stayed. And I then became a another senior missionary in the office and I worked on whatever they needed doing. So I mucked out the stables, whatever somebody didn't want to do, it became my job. So I was repairing houses, helping missionaries, you know, taking gas bottles, etc. There's a thousand things, mm-hmm. but 
I was working with the missionaries all the time and I was going on rescue visits with them every day and every evening and it was just the most wonderful experience. Why was serving so important to you? You know, there was a bunch of roadblocks and you could have stayed home and thought, you know, I'll continue to help my family and do all these other things that are of worth. Why was it so important that you served? Well, that's an easy one. Shauna's patriarchal blessing said that she would marry a return missionary. She didn't. She married me. But I thought, well, retrospectively, we can fix this up. <laughs> and so that was my, that was one of the very strong factors, driving factors to get me to go. And also, my children had gone. By that stage, Caleb was about to leave. And so I was simply doing what they did. And what I had encouraged them to do for many, many years. So it became the right thing to do. And it was the most wonderful experience imaginable. Um, as you reflect on on your time there, were there a, a couple of standout spiritual experiences that you reflect on um, that you could share with us? The people themselves are very warm and friendly, but they have nothing at all. And so, but one night had only been there a very short period of time. And, uh, I went to, on a rescue visit, we went to a bamboo hut. There was no water, no power, no furniture. There was no stove, no bathroom, but there were no complaints. The family had been singing in the sort of semi-darkness. They had a, I think there was a street light in the, in the vicinity. And I just thought, I'm with a very special group of people. And this father then bore his testimony of the gospel and how it had changed his life. And I'm, they had nothing. They only had a couple of items of clothing each. And then he expressed his gratitude for everything that they had, in particular, being able to go to the temple and be sealed. That type of event occurred so many times that I knew I was in really a piece of heaven on earth. They were the most wonderful and deep experiences with people that were completely genuine, who didn't care that they had nothing physically, uh, worldly, and they just were grateful for the gospel. And so to me, I just, every night I wanted to go on rescue visits. Tell me about your mission president. How, what did you learn about him from him um, while, he's, while serving? I knew Paul Granger from before he went on a mission. Uh, as a young man in the, what was Torrens Ward, now Fulham Gardens. He was uh, a tough, a sort of tough character. He was funny, friendly, but very resilient. What I didn't know about him was that he was a wonderful teacher. He was dedicated to the gospel like you wouldn't believe. And his wife was exactly the same. And I'd known her and her family from, from Marion Ward. So it was just, it was like being with old friends. They were busy. They were away probably three to four days of every week, if not more. And uh, I just got to see them in action, completely dedicated. Uh, their love for the missionaries and for teaching the gospel, for spreading the gospel, for working with members was unparalleled in my, my experience. They were just wonderful people to have around. And, uh, yeah, I love them. 
they're terrific. There must have been hard times while you were out. Can you share those? What what it was like to serve in that regard, and and how you dealt with that, how you coped. Well, I and I'd been alone, save for Caleb, for quite a few years at the stage, for six years, and I felt. And then once Caleb left, I felt the pangs of loneliness very, very strongly. Um, on the mission, of course, once I let after we did our little bit of rescue visiting every night and or teaching, uh, I would go home by myself to a backpacker's place and be by myself. And I found that very tough at times. And as a result, I used to write long, detailed emails to my children about everything that happened. They got sick of them and they didn't read them after a while because they were too long, too detailed. But the whole history of it was set out and so it was a great thing but as time went by i worked with really good senior missionaries and we um, we formed a very strong friendship so last year in salt lake we all caught up and had uh, two days together it was just a marvelous experience and we, we communicate regularly by email so they were very supportive and i think that i was helpful to them as well were there impacts on your family um, due to your service um, as a missionary that you um, were aware of at the time or have since become aware of? Well, one of the intents that I had was that I'd be able to set an example for my grandchildren to be able, and, and for my kids when they're older to go on missions. I think it was wonderful because of the correspondence I sent to my grandchildren that they, by and large, enjoyed my experience with me. It was only, it's only been since a year now that one of my children decided to uh, reject the, the gospel, but that's not set in stone until the fat lady sings, so to speak. Often people just need to have their eyes open to a new perspective. When that happens, the old way changes, they move on to the new path. Yeah, well, um, as you were describing your conversion story earlier, um, you know, you had a very fixed view of the world, didn't you? Um, and um, given the right circumstances and the right attitudes leading, leading up to that experience, um, you know, that, that changed for you in, in an instant. It, it, literally, and I, my kids and grandkids have been very close for a long time. And so I think all of those memories and feelings will come back to all of them over time and since then of course i've remarried to, to a wonderful lady in annette and she has been a tremendous support to my children and grandchildren as well as her own mm. and so we are actually a very good team we uh, we work very closely together for the benefit of the families and i guess being a uh, senior missionary you've got the opportunity to serve again is that something that is on the cards? Have you considered? Oh, uh, definitely on the cards. We're actually in the process of trying to decide if it will be, you know, if we put our papers in very soon or we wait a few more months till the current pandemic has lost more of its uh, effect. Mm. My, my immune system is compromised, so I need to be careful. But I don't care if we serve in Australia or New Zealand or in Adelaide. It just doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Serving with missionaries is is what makes all the difference. It's fantastic. Maybe to um, close out this part of our conversation, how do you think you're different because of your missionary service? You know, different to a young 
person who goes out and is um, relatively inexperienced in life and perhaps in testimony. You went out very seasoned. You'd served as a bishop and in many other callings and had a family and all of that type of stuff. But did the mission experience give you something that you hadn't been able to get in any other way? Well, well, we see missionaries when we're living at home and we have fleeting opportunities to be with them. Uh, the difference with the mission is that whilst I wasn't with them 24 hours a day, generally I was at times, uh, I live with missionaries in different places. The real issue is that they actually work with the spirit all the time and they are wonderful to be around, but they also are in effect teenagers or young adults. And so the benefit that perhaps they had with me is that I could help them see past the impasse that they were experiencing with their companion or with another companion or a non, an investigator and just ease them through it a bit more easily than they're otherwise experiencing. And there are, in fact, many experiences like that where I uh, was able to talk to them privately and just help them through the, the struggles of what it's like for two young adults to live together and work together. Um, and uh, if there are other couples who might qualify or um, individuals, I suppose, who might qualify um, for serving a mission in their, in their golden years, um, but are perhaps unsure or think that the timing isn't right or whatever the case may be, what advice would you have for, for them as they contemplate making that decision? Grasp the opportunity and do it. There's no convenient time. You just got to make the decision. I will leave, say, this month, December, and do it. You put your papers in and you get your call and you go. And once you go, you, you don't regret it. It's just wonderful. Many of the people that I work with had been on multiple missions and they are still now, even I've been home two and a half years and they're, half of them are out again. So I'll be joining them hopefully uh, at the end of the year. Well, I hope you enjoyed hearing about Mark's mission in Vanuatu. In my mind's eye, I can see him there all tanned, fixing up houses and hanging out with the missionaries. And what greater endorsement is there for uh, missionary service than his desire to go and, and serve again with Annette. Um, anyway, that's all I have for you now um, until I chat to you again here on the Bishop's Office. Bye for now.